Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Saturday morning, so you know it's time for another live edition of the Extra Point. We got the hit makers in the house. I'm loving the garb today. Y'all dressed out in your maize and blue. I wonder why. We will get to that shortly. I got a ton of questions for you as I do each and every Saturday morning, as well as the Goon Squad who will be checking in shortly. But before we get into any of that, a word from my sponsor. We are sponsored by May Jane's Coffee. That's M-A-E-J-A-N-E-S coffee.com. And guys, production on May Jane's Coffee has halted as of now. It will pick up again next year because of the supply issues with Sasha moving. It's harder for her to get the coffee, but we will be back up and moving. But again, continue to support our little Sasha Sasha, Sasha Denise at May Jane's Coffee. M-A-E-J-A-N-E-S coffee.com. Right on. And this episode is also brought to you by Wolverine Comics. That's Wolverine underscore comics TX on Instagram. Uh, make sure y'all go watch that Disney special. Um, it's about Guardians of the Galaxy. They have like a little holiday special. So make sure y'all go watch that. And of course, if y'all have any questions, so if y'all want to buy, sell, or trade your comics, let me know. Let that man know he will get you hooked up expeditiously. Now, saying hello to Miss Denise Denise, speaking of which, welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, you you two have been to Vegas, right? Right? Y'all been to Vegas? Yeah. And we all have heard that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Yeah. Well, somebody gave you a see the damn memo last night because they went out to Vegas <laughs> and left their playoff chances right there on the damn field. Did anybody mm-hmm. see that beat down? They got beat, what, 47 to 24 by the University yeah. of Utah, thus throwing their playoff chances out the window. I think I everyone was, saw that coming. The, what? Well, well Mike, yeah. well, let's, start, well, let's start with you. And then you saw this coming? <clears throat> Explain. Yeah. I mean, they're, they also beat um, a USC earlier in the season. They I mean, did. yes, it was at home, so, like, people could th- – I mean, once you beat a team, you kind of know, like, oh, okay, this is what they do, and this is how you beat them. So, I mean, I, I kind of knew out of the the other teams that were playing this weekend, they're on the suspect list, so Ooh. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Tasha, you weren't surprised either, huh? No. Uh, for our, uh, our brother who's not here with us today, Coop, he said to watch out for Utah. He said yeah. it, but he was saying it saying it in reference to them possibly being in the playoffs. But right. he didn't say that for no reason. When now, of course, I'm I'm two hours behind you guys. At halftime here, it was almost eleven o'clock. When oh. I saw the score was when when they tied that score up, I said, I know when I wake up, Utah, the youth's gonna you know would have won. Right. It, I just I just felt it. It was just the way that they were playing. It's almost like they had a message to send as well. Right. And and the thing is, what, what immediately struck out to me when I was watching that second half, especially, was that this game was eerily similar to a game that happened about seven days ago um, up there in the orthopedic shoe, where the, the favorite marched right down the field, scored, crowd is into it, looks like the road team or the underdog may be in trouble. Their defense settled down in the second half, and then they made all of the big plays in the second half. I wonder who I could be speaking of. Um, but also our, quarter, also, our quarterback didn't go to a game with his nails painted saying blank Utah either. That is correct. Be careful who you troll. So, speaking of last week, 
Ladies and gentlemen, you see us decked out in our amazing blues, an epic performance, one that we will not soon forget. Mike, give me your thoughts on what happened last Saturday in the orthopedic shoe. Man, so you know, usually when I watch a Michigan game and, you know, I, I have a tough time, especially when they're not playing well, I'll go like, man, I got to go somewhere or like I get, you know, I have to do something, eat something, go <laughs> go watch something else. Right. Um, but when they when Ohio scored, I was not scared at all. I was like, okay, I mean, it is what it is. It's not gonna like we're gonna uh, put a goose egg up on them. So as soon as they came out and scored, um, I wasn't hesitant at all. Our secondary played out. JJ, I knew that they were gonna try to do man coverage against JJ. He throws a fast ball, so you yes. can't really do uh, man on man on him. Um, and they also got burnt in the second half. I really like that our coaching staff made a lot of adjustments at halftime, and you saw that coming out in that second half, too. Tasha, your overall thoughts on the big game last week? When we got the lead, I, I knew then, because we are not a very good play-from-behind team. Even though we have come from behind, to, it's, it's almost like we struggle when right. we play from behind. But when we got that lead, I said, I, I mean, I was feeling, I was like, yes, yes. And someone put on a comment, uh, they beating the break. They beat the brakes off of them. I said no. I said by the third quarter they were metal on metal. It wasn't no pads right. left to be beat <laughs> right. off. Right. You know I wasn't. I wasn't expecting this type of a blowout. I expected it to be a close game, to be honest. But when right. we kept the lead and then we started making the defensive stops and then we just kept scoring and scoring, I was like, I mean, it was just. And then when I mean Edwards had what two hundred and five yards, and like at that point in the second half, it wasn't even right. over. It was like the middle of the fourth quarter. He had you mean backup running back? You backup yes. running back Edwards, he right? Had the backup plus yards right. before from halftime to the middle of the fourth quarter. So I knew then. I said, yeah. I said this is gonna be a good day for me. <laughs> it was interesting because Joel Clatt, who was calling the game with with my main man Gus Johnson. He had said somewhere in the middle of the second quarter when we had 10 yards rushing that the, the, the team that had the, the most rushing yards had won the last 21 games, and we were down 150 rushing yards. I was like, uh-oh. Now, I'm going to be totally transparent. I was worried. My mama had to pull me back into her room to watch the second half and put on her good mojo. I suppose shouts out to AP Coulter because I said, mama, you see that stat? We're not going to make up that, that amount of yards, and somehow we – did now speaking of Michigan and Ohio State, it seems like the college football universe seems to pivot around those two universities because we're back full circle today. Last last night's outcome was good news and maybe bad news for Michigan fans. The good news is we're in regardless of the outcome of today's matchup against Purdue. That's good. We can sleep easy. We don't have to worry about watching the game. We can just relax and just watch the game for what it is. The bad news is, Tasha, and I'm coming to you first. Those damn suck eyes have new life. And I saw what you sent me on, on, on the inbox about, oh, wow, they're going to slither their way back in. And it looks like they are. Tasha, are you concerned at all about potentially having to face your rival again to win the championship? Yeah, I'm you. No. <laughs> Not at all. No, them I ain't never scared. What? I ain't never scared. Who? I ain't never scared. Yeah. Okay. You're not because, like. Oh, no, go ahead, Tosha. The thing is, Michigan now knows how to beat them. Now, I wouldn't expect 
the FIs to come out there and give that same type of performance. But if we had to play them again, it'll be a closer game. But we we're confident now. It's not like we're going in there thinking, oh, my God, they can't beat us. I mean, we can't beat them. We're scared of them. They're not scared of them. And then if they did play again, the FIs, you know, are going to have a chip on their shoulder. They want to revenge the loss. But it'll be a closer game. But we, I think we'll still win. Mike, now, something that you have been keeping tabs on all year long was the, the amount of viewership that Big Ten teams could generate on a national level. We saw mm-hmm. last week that it was a record 17 million people that watched the game on Fox. What would a national title game between Michigan and Ohio State draw, in your opinion? Probably over 20 at least. And just a quick break, uh, Netherlands scored on USA. So USA is down 1-0. Um, but in the World Cup, no. <laughs> um, but I know most of America bet on USA. So just giving them right. Well, I believe that we will win. <clears throat> Go ahead. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, at least 20. I heard at one point on the game there was 20 million total at one point. Um, but consistently it was 17. So I would say anywhere between – 25 potentially even 30 so we'll see i know a lot no no go ahead finish your thought i was just gonna say i i I think everybody was watching and i even saw on some streams they're like i don't even watch michigan or ohio during the season but on the game they watch that because they know that's what the big 10 comes down to it looks like that's what the college football committee and and the tv networks would love as well because the way it stands now they will be on opposite sides of the bracket and we'll have if a chance to meet for it all. I'm actually surprised, uh, not surprised, but surprised because if that's the, if we had 20 million people watching that game and Michigan beat Ohio that badly, I, I'm surprised that Michigan's not number one right now. I was surprised yep. that Michigan wasn't. Paul, what did well. I say? What did I send you? I said there is a good argument for Michigan to be number one over Georgia. Argue with your mammy. Argue with her and not us. I agree, but the, but the good thing is, at least we don't have to face them. You know, the very next game we get TCU if they win today. Now, speaking of of TCU, what if Georgia loses though? We're about to get into that. Now, speaking of upsets, there are three more games today that have uh, we don't want to say implications now because USC kind of solidified it for Michigan and Georgia, but. There could be some shakeup in the order in which the teams go, which is very important because styles make fights, and who plays who win makes a, a huge difference. If we would have got Cincinnati a year ago, we would have been in a national championship game, you right. know, just instead of Georgia. So, as it sits now, Michigan avoids Georgia in the first round, sitting at number two. What other team do you think today could be on upset alert? We have LSU going against Georgia. We have North Carolina taking on Clemson. And we have Kansas State that's just a two-point dog to TCU in a Big 12 championship. Mike, who's, who should be worried today? Um, I don't see any of those top three teams losing today. Uh, and so I, I'm going to have to go Clemson because no nobody's going to watch that game. <laughs> like, nobody's Not with Michigan going up against them at the same time. You're right. Um, T. Sizzle, do you think that, that Georgia, I mean the LSU or Kansas State may pull off um, an upset today? I can see Kansas State before I see LSU. I never – I like LSU's style of play, but I just don't think LSU is that team. I don't – Now, I just want to give you your flowers real quick, Tasha T. Sizzle, because those who watched last week 
Her Tasha T. Sizzle tell the entire world they were going to go into seven lost Texas A&M and catch an L. And they did. So, like, that was one of the biggest upset calls of the year. Good job by you. So, this week, you think it may be much of the same against Georgia, you saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see Georgia at this point losing to LSU. Again, anything can happen, but down there, they're basically a home game. Right. They're, they're not, they should not lose against the LSU team who is struggling and is only winning, I think, because of certain things. Like Mississippi State could have beaten LSU. Right. It was, you know, because the game was, was, it was a slow driving game. Mississippi State started making mistakes. That's why LSU won. LSU needs another year or two, maybe under Jim Kelly, to get back to where, you know, we're scared of LSU. We know and, they're going to come through. And you said that prior to the Florida State game that, that you thought that they were maybe a year or two away from being on the stage. So right. good job by you with your SEC correspondence going on there. Now, Mike, let's let's fast forward this because it looks like if things hold serve like, like you suggest, we'd have Georgia versus Ohio State and TCU versus Michigan. Does Ohio State have a chance against Georgia? They do have a chance, yeah. I mean, I, I think Georgia and Michigan play very similar ball, and they're just power teams, and they, they wear on you. That's why second half Ohio came out, and our offensive line was like, all right, cool, like we're ready. But Ohio's defensive line wasn't ready. So, though, Ohio, what they do is they like to spread it out and run and gun. So you have to get an early lead on Georgia and can consistently score. So potentially, yeah, Ohio can do that against uh, Georgia, and you'll really see what Georgia's defense is like. Um, do I see them winning? No, I, I see Georgia. I see a rematch. Um, I see Georgia and Michigan in the, the championship game. Tasha, now let's go back to the SEC because we saw a scenario play out in real time that could actually repeat itself this year. Speaking of Ohio State Michigan, we saw Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. And then uh, about 30 days later, we saw Georgia exact revenge in the game that mattered in the national championship. If Ohio State were to get past Georgia and beat Michigan in the title game, how catastrophic would that be for Harbaugh and his program? It wouldn't necessarily be catastrophic to the levels of when we were ready to drag him out by them flat front khakis <laughs> because he couldn't win at all. I mean, all the marbles are on the table it would behoove him to coach the game of his life right? and and beat them. But I don't think it would be the – it'll be upset to Michigan faithful and Michigan fans, but they're not going to be calling for Harbaugh's head on the platter like we were, what, two, three years ago. And I'm glad you said that because basically this was an opportunity to give Mike his flowers for sticking in with Harbaugh when we were ready to throw him out with the big screen TV box next to the dipstick dumpster on Christmas – the day after Christmas. Stop. You know, uh, you said dipsty dumpster. <laughs> like we were ready to get rid of him, and Mike was like, "Just be patient in the process." And Mike turned out to be right in that scenario. There's a part of me that is that that is so um, that is so go blue that I want Ohio State in the national championship game so we can pull a Utah, smash him again, and put this to bed once and for all, and get Ryan Day to hell up out of there. But we yeah. shall see. It should be a uh, I mean that the, these uh the us beating them in the fashion that we did speaks volumes not just on the the W column but recruiting like you saw as soon as that game finished we saw 
people leaving Ohio and coming to Michigan, like, oh, okay, I'm coming literally. over here. <laughs> literally, <laughs> like people are just jumping shit. Walking across the field like, hey, Coach Harlow. Yeah, they're like with their cell. So anyways, I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. All right. So we will. We shall see. And, and, and I'm sorry, last year I was I was sweating bullets going up against Iowa because of everything that was on the line. This year I'm just going to enjoy, watch, eat my popcorn, enjoy the game, be a Michigan man, thump my chest, and tell Ohio if they want some, come get some because it's T-Sizzle open the show so eloquently, we ain't never scared. So if let's you want move on. Some, get some, bad enough, take some. There you go, Snoop. And on that part, she just dropped the mic on that. We can go on to Sunday's action because the NFL is, is not to ever be outdone. We have three massive games between division leaders that's going to have a big impact on how the, the playoffs shake out. Uh, and we're going to start with the noon slate with the Tennessee Titans taking on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in a matchup of division leaders. Now, Mike, you know I ask you, who do you trust every week? So let's start with you. Who do you trust? We have two opposing um, stats that's, that's going to collide right there in midfield in Philly. The Philadelphia has the second best rush offense in the league, rushing for over 167 yards a game. You saw what Jalen Hurts did to Green Bay last Sunday night. He looked like the second coming of Michael Vick, damn it. Very, very impressive the way Philadelphia gets it done on the ground. However, they're facing a Tennessee team that's third in the league against the run, giving up half that amount, not even 90 yards a game. Who do you trust more Sunday, Tennessee's rush defense or your Eagles' rush offense? So I I, I want to set the record straight. You know I'm a, I'm a Titans fan to begin with. He Eagles is. are my second team. Oh, okay. so I will say. So I will say um, I trust Vrabel in making those defensive adjustments. So I'm gonna go with Tennessee's defense. Tasha T. Sizzle. We all know that that uh, that AJ Brown leaving the Tennessee Titans was a huge offseason story, and we saw that the Titans passing game has suffered tremendously in his absence. However. The last two weeks since their number one pick wide receiver Traylon Burks has come back from turf toe, he's actually outplayed said A.J. Brown from a statistics standpoint. Who has the better game on Sunday, A.J. Brown or Traylon Burks? Oh, that's a difficult one because, you know, typically when it's one of those, oh, I'm a revenge game, I'm coming back to where I started, they usually don't pan out the way they should pan out. That's why I but, came to you with this question. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the overall style, and plus Jalen Hurst is my fantasy QB, I think he's going to make A.J. Brown that one in that game. I think so, too. I think they're going to go to A.J. early and often. Uh, Traylon Burks has been outstanding since coming back, 11 catches for 181 yards and a touchdown his last two games, and he's starting to show glimpses of being a true number one receiver. Now, Mike, you're a defensive guy. You're a run guy uh, between the, the trenches. One of Philadelphia's Achilles heels is their rush defense. They're giving up 120 yards a game on the ground. Derrick yeah. Henry's second in the league in rushing, already over 1,000. Over or under that, that he gets that 120 that Philly's giving up every week? You taking the over or the under? Over. Oh, that's easy. That's easy over. I oh, mean, you look right. at I mean, the game fence. against – the game against uh, the Cowboys, which were a depleted Cowboys team, and they don't have a, a near as, as good of a rushing game, in my opinion, um, as the Titans do. Um, and they were just running all over the Eagles. Like, the Eagles knew what they were going to do 
because they had their backup quarterback in, right. and they still did it. Like, and no, then their whole loss on, on Monday Night yeah. Football, Washington ran all through them with a guy right. who had just got shot in the damn leg six weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. no, literally, he got shot in the leg. He came out and ran 400 yards against the Eagles. So, Derek, you all know this, King. Y'all know y'all haven't seen this in a while. But, Derek, you all know this. We need yep. this, Henry, on Sunday. And so, with, with, with all of the breakdowns being given by our two expert analysts here, let's get to the, to the prediction. Who you got in this one, Tasha? Um, Tennessee is a four-and-a-half-point underdog on the road. The Eagles. Damn, that was quick. Fly, Eagle, fly. That was quick. Mike, who you got in this one? I got in my upset pick of the week. I got the Titans. The Titans. Now, those who follow the Titans know that this is a game that the Titans usually win. When their back Mm -hmm. is against the wall and nobody believes in them, they'll go and knock them out, and then the next week they'll come home and lose to Jacksonville. I will. (laughs) I mean, look, they lost the they lost to Cincinnati, so. Well, Cincinnati got our number. Cincinnati slapped us around, and 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 that's that's hard for me to say, but them Bengals are tough. I'm sorry. They they played our style of game and and beat us at our own game. That was tough to watch. Now, one that won't be tough to watch because my eyes will be glued on the set when this one gets started. That's your um, 49ers are hosting the Miami Dolphins. Mike, it's time for who do you trust? We have the third-ranked scoring offense in Miami taking on the number one scoring defense in San Francisco who hadn't allowed a point in six quarters. That happens in college. That doesn't happen in the pros. So who do you trust? Do you trust Tua in the offense, or do you trust the 49ers defense with Nick Bosa and the boys? You know I'm a defensive guy. I'm going to go defense. I got the 49ers. I got the 49ers and the Eagles making an NFC championship game. So that's going to be a really I got good match. The 49ers match. in the Super Bowl, damn it. I'm sick of that. I do. I, what I'm happened to the Saints? But, don't do that. Don't do that. They benched Jameis. They benched Jameis. Hey, hey, can we cut this, I'm editing this out, of the, out of the reel? Now, um, does this mean that you're still not sold on tour, Mike? Um. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Tasha, why? Why? That's why? That's I mean, hate. I think that if you're going against a number one defense and you're calling yourself elite, then you got to show us on this game. Mike, he's got two of the top five receivers in the league. The Miami Dolphins look like a credible, legit playoff threat in the AFC. They're leading Buffalo in the division, their division leader right now. They're still no, huh? No, that's just that's, that's pure hate. That's under I'm more, I, I'm more of a as a, as a team itself. Dolphins aren't going to be good. Like that's that's just me. No, I'm not trusting the Dolphins in the playoffs at all. No, he's not trusting Tua, Tasha. What right. is it going to take for him go on, to, go on to, to say what you really want to say, Mike? Go on and say what you really want to say. I don't like the Dolphins. They're not good. No, you don't like Tua. The Dolphins you are don't good. like Tua, Mike. The Let Dolphins. it test. It's therapeutic. Man. He, 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 no. I can't trust because he's not consistent. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. No. Coach, coach imitation of life. Mike McDaniels, white Mike, black Mike, got them boys down there believing in themselves. And I'm worried about, I'm worried about Miami. Off. Miami ain't been this relevant since Marino. For and they're not going to be relevant. Like, yes, we'll have the yeah. same conversation yeah. in three weeks. You let me know. Yeah. 
they're gonna be they're gonna be relevant now. With all that being said, they're not gonna be my 49ers. But what so you have them again and you have them in the Super Bowl then? Almost. That's what I thought. No, that's what I thought. It's okay. It's okay. Von Miller, Von Miller is out. Von Miller is gonna be out. We don't know the impact when he comes back. We don't really know the severity of that lateral tear. So you say you they're going to the AFC championship game? Yeah, they can. And I think that and I really, really enjoy they could be Kansas City. Look, I said what I said. I said Mike is doing. Mike is Mike is saying this just simply because he does not like Tua. Miami is putting a not an AFC championship on the field, and Miami is producing. Miami is leading the AFC. Uh, what are they in East? They are leading the AFC East, and that's. I don't think that's a fluke. They are out there actually playing, and it's not necessarily all because of Tua. But Tua has two new weapons, and they got a new coach and a whole new mind frame and a way of thinking. And a lot of times, that <laughs> makes the difference when you put somebody. They're not, they're not a playoff team. Like you can say that you they they're, they're winning the division. When they're you not get, a playoff team. You get somebody in your corner who shows that they believe. Let's, let's, let's take this back. Let's just strip this down. Think about relationship wise. We don't all been in effed up relationships. But when you get that one person in your life who makes you feel like you're the best, you're going to produce the best. You're going to be the best. So that is what is happening with Tua because he actually has a coaching staff who believes in him. They got that and they told that boy, look, we got you, dog. But this is what you're going to have to do for us. And we're going to get this ish together. That's what's so happening. If they, don't make it, if they don't make it to the AFC championship game, then that's – that's not that a doesn't, for them. That that's doesn't mean that, that that's that they are a fluke team. Look where they were. So, look where so they what do you so what do you count as a success then this season? If the, first of all, them making it to the playoffs, because y'all know I have picked them to go to the playoffs every year since we've been on the show, and they have not done it. Them making it to the playoffs is an achievement for that team who no one expected anything from. So you cannot argue and just because you don't like Tua, like I fucking hate Tom Brady, but I never take away anything from Brady. You do he hate a bad Tom Brady. man. Which he is a very bad man. Puzzling I to just me. don't like him. But you That's don't want to puzzling give to me too, by the way. Thank you, Jarrell. Mike don't want to give Tua his props because Alabama always Mike, ain't gonna give Tua no props. He don't want to give him yeah, no props. You, you barking at the wrong tree. I mean, we can keep going Still, if you want. We can spend 30 minutes doing this. So taking Mike's bias bias out of the conversation, Miami is a good team, but they ain't going to beat them 49ers tomorrow. Mike is Thanos fighting all of the Avengers by himself. (laughs) Put your glove on, Mike. Stand. And and then at the end, and then at the end, everyone's agreeing with Thanos. Like, oh, yeah, he had a good point there. He did have a good point, but that's (laughs) not the point here. Now, Tasha, you tried to slip something in there with your love soliloquy. So are you saying that, that Coach Mike McDaniels got that good loving? Is that what you're saying? They they loving on him, right? They loving on like some kind of sign, girl. Right, but but, but 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 metaphorically speaking, you're saying that he's in a place where he can be cultivated to be the quarterback to reach his highest potential. Is, is yes. what you're, you're saying? Oh no, yes. I follow you on that. I follow you. Now, Mike, stand on your convictions because this is going to make for great great talk as these weeks progress because they got Buffalo again. They got New England again, so they got mm-hmm. some big time games to either. That's why I said three weeks. Come back to me. Hey, take New Take New England out of that because they done. They quarterback out here talking like uh, Wilson. I'll take a side bet on that. Run, yeah, take take. Mike, you always trying to bet on Vegas <laughs> Vinny over there. <laughs> you know, money puts pressure on you. You're like, uh, but 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 I I, I will say this: this is a, a a playoff caliber matchup out there in the Bay. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be sparks flying. You're gonna have a stout defense versus one of the the best offenses in the entire league. Sign me up for that, and I hope everybody gets to watch that on their regional station. Now let's go to another matchup of division leaders right now: Kansas City and Cincinnati in a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. Now, Kansas City is a two-point road favorite. But, Mike, let me come to you first. Who has more to prove in this matchup? Is it Kansas City proving that they really are better than Cincinnati, or is it Cincinnati proving that last year wasn't a fluke? I would probably say Cincinnati uh, proving that last year wasn't a fluke especially since they started out the season so down and we're like, man, maybe last year was a fluke. And just so recently they've actually been showing like, Oh, we can make it to the playoffs and we can do something in the playoffs. So I think this game, I think everyone has Kansas city going into the playoffs and potentially being AFC championship or against Buffalo in the AFC championship game. Buffalo, Baltimore. I just wanted to stick that in there. Not Buffalo, Baltimore. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, Cincinnati has more to prove. Do you agree, Tasha, that Cincinnati has more to prove in this one? Yeah, yeah, they have they have everything to prove because, I mean, I agree with everything Mike said. I do too. The way they, the way they got in last year and just blew, like, shocked everybody because no one, if, if you're saying you expect the Cincinnati to be where they were last year, you're a damn liar. Yeah, that's just it, mentirosa. So, you, mentiroso, you're a damn liar. But – the way they played this year, they we expected them to do a little more, and they came out like duds. They so did. yeah, it's it, it's all on them to to show, hey, we can we can play with these top caliber teams. We can beat these teams. Right, and and that we are the reigning AFC champions, not some fly by night who just happened to do like Cincinnati teams in the past. You have one good year, like a comet across the sky. Get beat down by San Francisco, then go back into the doldrums for 20 years. At least that was my experience with the Bengals growing up. They, they'd have one good year every 10 years, match up against the 49ers, get smoked in the Super Bowl, and then they back doing the icky shuffle at, at Kroger. Um, Now, I'm going to come to both of you with this question. I, I, I couldn't figure out which one I wanted to ask this one to, so I'm going to come to both of you with this. You got one game. You're both head coaches. The winning coach gets $50 million. Who'd you kidnap? Chelsea Clinton? Sorry, if y'all didn't catch that reference. Y'all both get $50 million on the win. You have to pick one tandem over the other to head your team. Mike, with $50 million on the line, are you taking Joey Burrow and Jamar Chase, or are you taking Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? Oh, I'm taking, I'm taking Mahomes and Kelsey all day. I'm more of an old-school offensive guy. I'm more of a, um, a hardball-type guy, run it down your mouth, have the tight end come out. Um, I like Mahomes' his ability to sling it, especially when he have a offensive line to protect him. That's the next thing I would focus on. Uh, make sure he has some time back there. Um, so I'm definitely picking Mahomes and Kelsey on that. Tasha, fifty million on the line. Which duo are you taking? Oh, you know who I'm going with. I'm going going with John B. Jr., Travis Kelsey, and, and Mahomes. Travis Kelsey is Mr. Unstoppable. For some reason, we get all of their games here in Dallas. And he looks like he's not running fast. He looks like he's not blocking. He looks like he's not giving 100%, but he gets wide open. And in the red zone, he is unstoppable. He reminds, me of, uh, he reminds me of Witten with swagger. And athleticism. And doesn't fall down when he catches it. Well, you know, he had them big old hamstrings. He couldn't, 
He couldn't get them big old puppies up. And I know, and I played against Madden against you, so I know who you picking. You picking the tight end, so. Of course I am. I grew up a Titans fan, damn it. Frank Watson. Post, post in the middle. Post in the middle. Post in the middle. We've had better tight ends than wide receivers my entire Titans career. Yes. So, yes, I'm going with the tight end. And thank you, San Francisco, for that beautiful gift of Delaney Walker. He was the, he was the diamond in the yeah. trash can for years Man. for the Titans. So, yes, yeah. I'm going with the tight end as well. I think you could do more with him um, goal line-wise than you can with a Jamar Chase. Stop. Uh-oh. Stop. Did you say diamond in the trash can? He was. How, look, if you're a pro bowler on a 2-14 team, you're a diamond in the trash can. <laughs> oh, look, a ruby. <laughs> you know, y'all know he was, that, that team was unwatchable except for Delaney Walker during his heyday. And I wish yeah. that – my only wish was that the times could have aligned where he could have been with the Derrick Henry-led teams – Instead of the people like Bishop Sankey, but I'm going to digress. Who you got winning this one, Mike? Kansas City or Cincinnati? Kansas City. You going with Kansas City as well? Yep, Kansas City. Now watch, watch they mess around and, and beat them. <laughs> watch. Cincinnati has this innate ability to beat you how you want to play the game. Two weeks ago, it was a shootout against Pittsburgh. They was like, okay, fine. We'll 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 get up in the 30s. Last week against Tennessee, they got on the phone booth for Tennessee and just fought it out. The, another 20 to 16 type game. Um, Kenny Man taking the Titans. Pray for us, y'all. Because AJ Brown, oh, let's just pray for us, y'all. That that, that might get ugly. Although, <laughs> although I do like the Titans in the upset. We'll get to our upset picks now. Matter of fact, let's not even wait. Let's get to it now, Mike. You said your upset pick today uh, for this weekend is the Titans over Philly. Right, I got the Titans. Yep. Tasha, do you do you have a, a upset pick, or do you think Philly's going to mop the Titans as, uh, like the rest of them? Um, my upset pick is, pick is actually the Jets over the Vikings. Wait a minute. Now I need you to puff your chest out and say it with with, with, with the crease. You said the who? The Jets. Oh. <laughs> The Jets over the Vikings. That's who I'm going with. You know why I like that matchup? I like that matchup because I didn't even think about that that matchup when we when we broached the subject. I like that matchup because Kirk Cousins is one of the quarterbacks that cannot stand pressure. And the Jets have one of the most fearsome front fours. If you haven't seen them play this year, they have 36 sacks on the season already. I think they had like 25 last year. Um Leonard Williams and them boys are going to get after Kirk Cousins, and we'll see if he has time to get old Gritty the the, the ball, Justin Jefferson the ball. We'll see if he gets the, that's a, that's a good one. So on the record, we got two Titans and a Jet. I got a crush. Oh, you, know, you remember the Jets? No, yeah. Seattle Fernandez checking in says, "I like that pick, Tasha." True hey, story. City. True story. Right after we wrap the show. I see a van pull up on the hill and I look at his Tiana Fernandez saying I was trying to pull up on the show. So she was, she was going to pull up on the show, come up on the porch and give y'all a hot take. So shouts out to Tiana. who was good to you last week. Now you get love for that pick Tasha. Oh, the Jets over the Vikings. I like that. People are, people are rocking with you on the upset alert. Good job by you. Now, it's time once again, ladies and gentlemen, to, to dust the oldie but goodie off the shelf. Time for Tasha T. Sizzle's top five. Now, we broached this subject a little bit earlier in the show with Miami having a potent offense. 
They have two receivers in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who are first and fifth respectively in receiving. Probably and arguably the best wide receiver tandem we've seen in the league on the same team in quite a while. Now, with that being said, does this tandem make T-Sizzle's top five wide receiver tandems of all time? The floor is yours. I did not go with any current because I just don't think they've been just – they haven't been in the league long enough. I didn't go back to know Lynn Swan and, and Terry Bradshaw's, and I didn't go back that far. I, go, I went back to stuff that I actually witnessed and can remember. Okay. So number, so number five, even though I hate to say this, Kurt Warner to Isaac Bruce, they went six for 162 yards in that Super Bowl against the Titans that year. You told they, they played in more than one Super Bowl. You didn't have to pick that one. I mean, I just, hey, okay. Next, I got Manning to Reggie Wayne. Ooh. Even better than Marvin Harrison? Yeah. Reggie, Reggie was the man. Reggie was the man. Okay. I got Aikman to cocaine Beijing Irving. You're going to call him Michael on this show because we have to be proactive, reactive, and protractive. Now You're not sweating enough. Put some, put some water on your face so you can sweat. <laughs> sweating out his suit. <laughs> and, of course, I have Young to Rice as number two. And number one is? Montana to Rice. Now, as much as I would love to troll you about that, that is legit. Montana to Rice set the foundation, and then Young picked it up and dominated as well. But I also, you know, I usually, you know, I always got an extra. I hate to do this, but I got to get a shout out to the welfare queen. Brett Favre, the welfare oh, queen. Oh, okay. I was like, who on here got on welfare? <laughs> Can I buy some stamps? Who <laughs> out here for a player? I got to give a shout out to the welfare queen and one Mr. Sterling Sharp. Who's cool. yes. They only had three years together. Yes. If Sterling Sharp had not gotten injured. Right, oh, right. my. It was always Rice, Irving, and Sharp. It was. In that until until Sterling Sharp got hurt. It so, was. It was. That's it. Mike, do you have any tandems that you recall during your glorious days of football watching coming up? Um, I did my homework wrong. I did the duos wide receiver. But go ahead with uh, your, go no. ahead with your duos. Yeah, no, she, she she pretty much went through them. Uh, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce. I had Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison. Yes. I had To To and Rice together. Yes. Um. And of course, Randy Moss. So, but that's yeah. who I was wondering why. How he not no, I wanted to put I wanted to put uh, Moss on there. Um, Cold Pepper to Moss. I wanted to do that, but I was kind of going off. You you can't put that quarterback. It was all Moss. I'm not taking anything from Dante Cold Pepper. Come on, man, Randy. You can put Randy Moss in the backfield with anybody, and he gonna do what he need to do. He didn't do nothing for the Titans. <laughs> okay, it was a whole different circumstance. He didn't want to be there, and we picked him up off waiver. So he exactly. He but it was it was. You have to add Carter in there. You, you have do. to ask Chris Carter in there because Randy Moss wasn't getting those one on ones without Chris Carter being there. Yeah, Mike, and that's what Chris, and that's what Chris Carter said. But Mike, Chris, Chris, Carter also, Chris Carter also said Moss was doing things that he could never imagine doing. 
Do you remember that 98 magical season where it was Moss and Carter ripping through the NFL like they were just Swiss cheese? What what Moss and Carter did to Dallas on that Thanksgiving day where Dion pulled up lame with his hands clean because he was getting torched? But Paul, you you the Titans aficionado. Tell the people who the Tennessee Titans took instead of Randy Moss. Kevin Dyson. Well, Kevin Dyson did catch the Music City Miracle. <laughs> and he came up a yard short. If I was Randy Moss, damn it, his long ass arm would have got that yard. Tasha, why would you do, why would you do that to me? Yeah, I'm, 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 he I'm, does I'm, have an extra foot. He would just. Uh. Randy, Randy, Randy was sitting there with his corn rolls and his shades on. Damn, just can you imagine that right Steve McNair, Eddie George, Javon Curse Titans with Randy? Man. It wouldn't have been no Kurt Warner. It wouldn't have been that no was a mistake. Biggest he would have mistake. been back at the, at the supermarket bagging groceries. You know what? We need to go back to the old shows where you weren't doing no damn research. Because your research all hurts <laughs> my feelings. I mean, but I, but, I, but I remember that even when, That's when true. I... That's when true. That's true. Um, I have to always live with that. That's true. When I went the uh, the thirty for thirty with Randy Moss, I re- I remember him saying specifically saying that. You're right. Now I want to change the subject, Mike. What what would have to happen today for Purdue to get the upset win over Michigan? Let's circle this back around. To what would they have to do? They would have to ask Michigan to bench their starters uh, to get ready for the playoff game. Which funny. Funny thing is, I had a dream about that, that Michigan just benched their starters because they knew they were getting in. Tasha, um, he's having dreams about the football team. It's time to call for help. Yeah, that, that's that's what I would I would say. They don't have they have no chance. Tasha, should Michigan bench their players knowing that they're gonna to be in the playoff anyway? Nope. I don't know about that. I say you run you run uh orgy out there as as, as your quarterback. And keep JJ upright. I saw something, I can't remember exactly what it said about how per- Purdue is basically the upset kings when it comes to playing certain teams in certain positions. You're triggering our youth, Tasha, Freddy Krueger. Kitty, you was two and a half years old when that happened. <laughs> but he grew up in a house with Damian Colton. So you know he heard that story every Sunday. If we would have had Randy Moss, we would have got that yard. That is true. But oh, I was there, so I, you can you can imagine. I was I was there, and I. Now I was for somebody who hates the Titans, Mike, she's been to more games than me and my brother, and my sister all combined. <laughs> well, because one of the uh, the off- one of the defensive coaches' wife used to work with me, and I had no idea that her husband worked for the Titans. She was just a really nice lady, and she asked me. She says, "Well, you like football?" I said, "Yes." And she says, well, she says, well, do you want to go to the Super Bowl? And I was like, you did go. That is right. You did. That's when, that's when Ray was down there stabbing everybody with the white suit. Where's the white suit, Ray? We were yeah. slipping and sliding down there in, in uh, uh, DeKal, white uh, Fulton County. But and she had asked me, do you? She says, well, do you want to go to the Super Bowl? And I'm thinking, I told her, I said, I ain't got no money for that. She was like, no, she says, that's not what I asked you. She says, do you want to go to the Super Bowl? And I Don't say, you love when somebody says, that's not what I asked you. You know you're about to get it. You're like, uh-huh. Uh, well, since you brought it up, I could. I said, a- do, you need a, do you need a ride? <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. 
That's so, not what I asked you. Like, well, hell yeah. God right. you. So I was like, yeah. I said, well, what do I need to do? And she just told me when I needed to be ready. And she, I didn't need, cause I didn't even have like any Titans colors or Titans anything. Uh, so she, I had a, uh, actually had to, uh, the Titans, like a, a, a hoodie, a pullover, cause it was cold. And I had on like jeans, you know, and I just went and I was just like a, like just in awe that I was there, like watching this Super Bowl and watching them come up basically this short. Since we're, since we're, since we're, we got a little bit of time here. What was that atmosphere like in there in that fourth quarter when the Titans was making their comeback? It was deafening. Like my chest. I mean, of course, I'm, you know, I'm rooting because it's it's McNair. You know, I wanted Steve to get his. That that's my thing, and I could care less about the team. I wanted McNair to get that, you know, get that yeah. Super Bowl because all the split down the middle MVP with Peyton and all that crap. Yeah. But I mean, it was so electrifying to feel that when they were driving and it was right. everyone was standing and uh. Every Faith play was like a cliffhanger, like almost sacked, and he barely get the ball away, and they barely get the first Hill, down. Yeah. Like Faith Hill really started off. Now I do. I have a love hate relationship with Faith Hill simply because I am in love with her husband. I love Faith Hill. I love Hi boo. Faith Hill. Hi boo. But Faith got it going on. She did an excellent rendition of the national anthem, which kind of started because I was like, okay, Faith. But anyway, getting up to that crescendo of the you know the game and that and that drive. It was literally, I mean, you you just felt it. Like it was, it was literally stuck in my throat. I was like, and when he was, I was like, he's gonna do it, he's gonna, I mean, and when he didn't, it was I was still in the mindset, he's in, he's in. Tasha, he ain't in. Stop it. Mike, was that a similar experience that you had when you watched the biggest comeback, the craziest comeback in Michigan history against Notre Dame when Denard decided to throw a rainbow Hail Mary to the corner of the end zone with eight seconds left? <laughs> yeah, I mean that <sighs> Man, that was a that was a wild time because I went there with uh, one of my friends and he he called it. He was like, "Man, Notre Dame's gonna Notre Dame. We just watch. Just this is what they do." And I was just like, "Okay, okay." And he's just driving down and comes over there and right there on the goal line part, like that's the view that I had. And I was like, "Man, this is wild." I don't even remember touching the floor, kind of thing. Like we were right, just like, like it's jumping. like you said, like it's the goal line because we were on that end, and yeah. it's like when you're right there and you. You're that close to that play. It just does. Yeah. Did, did you feel it right here, Mike? It was kind of like I felt yeah. it watching it through the television screen, where you can feel the the angst, the intensity and of I, that and last I, drive. And I had my rally hat too. I was like this over here, like on the <laughs> side, and I was just like jumping up and down. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Nice. All right. No. With that being said, shout outs, Mike. Who are you shouting out this week? I got you. I got you. I got you a slide here, real quick. All um, right. What you got for I'm us? A shout I'm going to shout out to, to Paul and the viewers specifically. Uh, y'all helped us out, get 87% followers more year over year, 44% more listeners year over year, and 20% more hours listened to. So congrats to Paul. Congrats to the, the listeners and the followers. Uh, thank y'all. No, congrats to T-Sizzle and Michigan Mike because you guys carry the show. Y'all do all the heavy lifting. I just kind of like point y'all in the direction and then y'all just go there and, and do y'all thing. I say welcome three times and then eat popcorn for the show. So this is for you two. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all that, that, that listen and follow. 87%, that's that's just absolutely astonishing and amazing. So um, we, we really shout everybody out that, that follows the show. Appreciate y'all on that. Now... Now, somebody help me with this one because 
There was no Langston today. Did Pearl Cone win? Did they advance in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, we need to know. Mm-hmm. It don't sound like it because nobody has brought it up. You know, they, they was bringing it up all through the – so I guess no. So we're going to shout out East. I know they lost. And Pearl Cone, if they lost, we're still proud of you. I and mean, because Castillo is, is two, three counties open. was trying to get somebody to get her Pearl Cone shirt. So see, this is what we're talking about. They play oh, a they team play today. A so we want to send a shout-out to our alma mater, Pearl Cone. Let's get her done today. Down in USA just USA down 2-0 now, so they about to lose. So, Well, we believe oh, – who, But who thought they were going to win? I don't, the don't betters that, that bet, against, uh, bet against Netherlands, I guess. Don't I mean, I didn't, you left the country. I mean, I didn't think Brazil was going to get scored on, but yesterday and it happened. Brazil's going to be fine. Yes. They're going to be fine. And hopefully you all will be fine and have a great Saturday. We're going to get you off to your locally scheduled games right about now. You know how we get down. We will see you all in six days and about 23 hours. Until then, what they got to do, Mike? Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.